With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub here, welcoming you to the Roto World Baseball Podcast. It is the middle of September, and as we sit down to record this episode, there are two weeks left in the regular season. Chris Crawford is with me. Chris, how floored are you by this news I've just shared? I am shocked and devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Chris, since you are the Roto World Prospects Guru, today we are going to take a look at some of the big name September call-ups that have been making noise lately in fantasy leagues. We're going to look at what they've been doing what it might mean for the the short sprint to the finish line, and what it might mean for their, their long-term future. There are five names on our list today, beginning with Jesus Lazardo. The A's left-hander has made two three-inning relief appearances so far, including a three-inning save with four strikeouts on Sunday. In short, just first off, what's been your impression of Lazardo so far, Chris? I've been really impressed, um, especially for a guy who has battled injuries this year and last year and the year before that. I've been really impressed by what I've seen, his ability to command his fastball, locating his secondary pitches. It'd be really hard to not be impressed by what I've seen from Lizardo so far. Yeah, to my eye, just from what I've seen from him, he has borderline unfair movement on his fastball, right. a little bit reminiscent of Jose Alvarado of the Rays with that tailing action away from right-handed hitters and just, you know, velocity in the upper 90s. It's really hard to see any lingering effects of his shoulder trouble right now. Yeah, it's it's been really impressive. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, there are some pitches that I'll look at and just uh, when you're not paying close attention, you'll look and you'll think that's a changeup or something like that, but it's a fastball. I mean, it has circle change movement and... That makes it really difficult to square this guy up. And what's nice, too, is that he has a delivery that's difficult to time. So it doesn't matter how much movement you have if you're repetitive and you are easy to read. But no, Lazardo is the opposite of that. I think long term, this guy has a chance to be an ace. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. So he's 23% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Certainly uh, a blueprint already to how he can potentially help some fantasy teams right now. And, you know, obviously a super exciting name to consider for the future, for next season and beyond. So let's keep it in Oakland for a moment. Sean Mm -hmm. Murphy had a 423 average with four home runs, 10 runs scored, and eight RBIs in his first 26 at-bats. Playing time has been a little sporadic for him, but heading into Monday, he had nine hits and three home runs in his last four games. What do you make of Murphy as a prospect right now for starters and as a guy who you know fantasy owners might be considering at a really thin position? 
Sure, and he's he's a guy who went back and forth from my top 10. The reason that he kept dropping from my top 10, unfortunately, was because he had some injuries, uh, missed a good portion of the season with one of his injuries, but I've been really impressed with how he's bounced back as well. A guy that was more of a defense-first prospect at first, but he's really come along with the bat. And now some of these offensive numbers are, and it seems like we talk about this all the time, to say he was playing in an offensive ballpark is the understatement of this podcast. But he has shown that he can put that he can put the offense together in the major leagues, too, because they're playing with the same ball, and he's taking advantage of it. But he's also shortened his swing, and he's making more hard contact. Long term, I think he has a real chance to be an excellent fantasy prospect or a fantasy, uh, not even a prospect, an excellent fantasy player. I just wonder if they're going to be a little slow and steady about uh, developing him because of his injuries and because of where we are in the season. But I think he's the best catcher on the roster. And if the A's are doing the right thing and playing him more often than not, I think he can provide fantasy relevance, especially in those two catcher leagues or AL only formats. I really think he's a guy that you need to roster. That was the understatement of the podcast so far, but there's much more time for more understatements. So let's just be on the lookout. You're here. darn right. <laughs> uh, he's 26% rostered in Yahoo leagues. All of these guys we're going to talk about today are really rostered in about the 20 to 30% range. So potentially out there in a bunch of leagues. And another name, Chris, it's possible you spent just a little bit of time thinking about this season is Gavin Lux of the Dodgers. He has been hot lately, three multi-hit games in the last week or so, including his first two homers and a stolen base. I assume you're impressed with what you've seen from Lux so far, but are, are you surprised in any way? Is this about what you expected? Uh, what has his production done for you so far? I was actually almost a little surprised that he started slow, but now not surprised at all that he's uh, gotten hot. This is a top five overall prospect in baseball right now. One of the prettiest left-handed swings you'll see. Uh, a guy who is going to be able to stay up the middle for his whole career, uh, provide some power. Also think he can provide some seals. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he didn't do a ton of that this year just because one they want to protect him and two because the Dodgers don't have a whole of a lot of reason to run him too much because they need to keep that uh, keep those runners on for those power hitters but he's a guy I like a lot long term and I like him now too he's a guy that just put up monster numbers at the double a and triple a level at one point was hitting over 500 deep relatively deep anyway into his triple a season he he can just flat out hit and he gets rave reviews for his baseball acumen uh it surprises me that he's rostered that low to be honest because as a guy up the middle who can hit like this he'd be a must get for me but i am mr prospect guy so maybe i am overrating things just a little bit but i i would go and get lux as soon as possible well so he's the the most rostered player that we're going to talk about today 31 percent rostered yeah that's still too low minor league numbers you hinted at he hit 347 with 26 homers and 10 steals in double a and triple a this season and so i want to ask you you know, as we look ahead to next year, what kind of upside do you imagine he has in home runs and stolen bases uh, heading into the 2020 season? You know, that's it's interesting because I was talking about this on a, a little-known website called Twitter.com, and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really, really like Lux, but I do kind of wonder what they're going to do with him next year. His best position is shortstop. You have to assume that Corey Seager is going to be playing there next year. He should be the everyday second baseman, but... They've got options there as well. It wouldn't shock me, unfortunately, if he started the year in the minors and then got called up and then you have to add him. But if he gets the chance to be an everyday player, 
I think he's going to be either number one or number two on my top 10 list to start the year uh, for best prospects right behind Luis Robert, who would have been called up if this was a fair world. But yeah, I really think there's a huge upside, a guy who could provide 20 to 25 homers hit in that 300 level and do it while playing up the middle. I, I think that he's a guy that you have to target in, dra- in redrafts in 2020. All right. Another guy. Another prospect who's come up and made a big impact is Nico Horner of the Cubs. The shortstop has hit 379 with two home runs and 11 RBIs in his first 29 at-bats. A first-round pick in last year's draft, getting a chance to play right now due to some injuries. But not a guy who had really stout minor league numbers this season. Horner had a 284 average with three home runs and eight steals at A. So with that in mind, uh, what's your outlook on him right now and you know how he kind of projects into the future? He's really interesting because he's one of those guys when we talk about guys who are better real life baseball players than fantasy players. I think Horner kind of applies there. However, he was a guy who was right around in my top 50 to end the year on my top 100 list. So it's not like there's no fantasy upside here. I mean, he's a guy who makes hard contact to all the fields. You're seeing that he can apply power. He's one of those guys. I do think that there could should be some regression coming just because it's tough to be that good for that long. But I do think that Horner can help, especially playing shortstop. Long-term, he's an interesting guy because one of the things Cubs, the Cubs talked about when drafting him, and you saw him do it a little bit this year in the minors, is he's a guy who can play all over the field. We, we have always been looking for that next Ben Zobris type. He kind of is right. that next Ben Zobris type because he can play shortstop. He can play second base. They played him in the outfield, and it wasn't a failure by any means a little bit uh, later in the year. I think he's a guy who's going to be really – valuable for fantasy purposes long term because he's a guy that you might be able to just kind of play anywhere and you can fill needs in other places it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he serves next year so that it's i think it is more of a long-term play until because i'm assuming we'll have javier bias back next year but he is a guy maybe he could be that everyday second baseman for the cubs at the very least i think you have to monitor him because we are so uh, rightfully obsessed with home runs and stolen bases when it comes to fantasy. Um, <laughs> and he only had three homers and eight steals, as I said, in double A this year. Do you see him being a guy who can, you know, mess around with double digits in both categories, potentially more? I mean, what the power he's seen, he's already almost matched his minor league <laughs> home run total uh, just in a, a handful of at-bats. So what do you make of the power and steal potential? I think one thing to keep in mind is that the double A at the double A level, they are not playing with the same baseball as the major league and triple A. So that that has something to do with it. The other thing is, is in that league that he was playing in, there are some real difficult parks for right-handed hitters. In fact, we'll get into one of those parts with the next guy. That's called teasing, Matt. Um, he's a guy <laughs> who can really, I really do think could give you 15 to 20 homer seasons. Now, asking for more than that's a bit much, especially if they do make some adjustments uh, with the old baseball. But I do think that he can provide some double-digit homers and steals. And then he can give you in that 290, 280 average and get on base at a good rate, too. He's a really smart player. He went to this tiny school called Stanford that uh, usually produces mm. some from uh, some decent uh, – Decent, smart guys. Uh, you can tell I didn't go to Stanford from that stance. But uh, it is uh, – he. I, I do like Horner a lot. But he is, for me, I think, more of a long-term play than a short-term, despite the big numbers he's put up so far. 
Horner, in any case, enjoying hitting super bouncy balls so far <laughs> in the major leagues compared to what he was hitting in double A. Yes. He's 27% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Lastly, Chris, and now getting to this this topic that you so brilliantly teased, uh, <laughs> these have been dark times this season in Seattle, as you know, as well as anyone. Um <laughs> But Kyle Lewis has been a pretty remarkable story the last week or so. The number 11 overall pick a few years ago has come up and hit 360 with four home runs and nine RBIs in his first six games with the Mariners. This after hitting 11 homers in 122 minor league games at AA this season, the aforementioned AA. First of all, are you able to talk about this rationally at all? Yes, I am. I'm, I've uh, I've turned off my – I've just thrown off my Mariner hat and uh, I'm ready to talk about him rationally now. <laughs> So, so what are your, your thoughts on this? I mean, is there any parallel here in the topic that we were just talking about with Horner where Lewis, you know, is benefiting from the, the uh, spring year, shall we say baseball and, you know, may have a bit more power than he showed in the minor leagues. And is that just kind of an obvious statement at this point? Right. Yeah. And that, and this is, he's a guy that honestly, I underrated a little bit because I didn't go deeper into the numbers. And, but when I talked to scouts about him and I talked to, uh, some of the folks actually internally, he is a guy that pl- was extremely limited by his home park. If you take a look at his numbers, his OPS is almost 300 points higher on the road and at home. And it's because he was playing in double A Arkansas in a park that suppresses right handed power as much, if not more, than any minor league player. This is one of my favorite stories, and not just because he plays for the team that I rooted for for so, so long. Um, Had one of the most gruesome injuries at the plate that I've personally ever seen, and it took him a while to come back. Now, he was able to play, but it was pretty obvious that it was still bothering him. It's something that you have to keep an eye on long term because these things have a nasty habit of jumping back up. But he, when he's healthy, I mean, this was a top 50 prospect maybe even a top 30 prospect for a while because he was a five-tool player. I don't think we're ever going to see the speed again, uh, or at least at the same level, but he can really hit, and the power should play just fine in the major leagues now that he's out of that park in Arkansas. It wouldn't shock me if he was on my top 10 prospects for next year if he qualifies because he really has a chance to be an everyday player for a team that's still going to be rebuilding But he can hit for power. He's going to get a chance to drive in runs if he's sitting in the middle of that order. I think Kyle Lewis is a guy that we underrated all year and partially because we don't expect double-A to uh, major league call-ups. But he can really play. And it's fun to see because because of what he went through with that injury, to see him doing what he's doing is pretty impressive. The bar to clear to be a a relevant fantasy outfielder these days is pretty difficult because there are you know just so many for sure so many out there and and you know just 20 homer guys are just kind of falling out of the sky to some extent however you know as hot as lewis is and he's 27 percent rostered in yahoo leagues you may be early enough in the hot streak that if you kind of jump in right now you might sure. still kind of catch some of that lightning in a bottle do you agree yeah absolutely i mean it's especially if you're if you're making additions like this, you're probably trying to catch up to people and you are trying to catch lightning in the bottle. I can't think of very many other guys that I can that are available in that range that I'd rather add than Kyle Lewis right now just because he is so hot and he is going to get that chance to play every day. The Mariners need to see what they have in this kid um, to find out if he is going to be an option next to Mitch Hanniger and probably Malik Smith next year. So I take advantage of the fact that the Mariners need to see what they have in him. And 
ride the streak. It, worst comes to worst, there there are other guys you could try that uh, might be able to catch that lightning in a bottle a little bit later. I know we're super late, but I would take the risk on Kyle Lewis this late. All right. On that note, that is about it for us today. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review the show as well, if you would. If you want to follow us on Twitter, he is at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. I am at Matt Straup. Thank you everyone for listening. Chris, thank you for taking the time as always. We will talk to you soon. You can put on your Mariners hat now. <laughs> Have a great one, guys. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.